Hello, and welcome to episode six of Who Writes This Stuff, a podcast documenting the goings-on inside the break room of the Best Buy off Route 80 in Billings, Montana. My name is Nick Flora, and I'm coming to you live on tape from my house in Nashville, Tennessee. Today, my guests are folk pop duo Jenny and Tyler. Uh, these guys are fairly new on my radar, but it was one of those deals where you hear an artist's name once, and then in the span of a week or so, they just keep cropping up. So I did a little bit of investigating and found out that they're being talked about for good reason, because they're really good, and a really nice couple to chat with. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this. Here's my talk with Ginny and Tyler. Try to figure this out. This is also my first time doing not a one-on-one, so one on uh. one on two. So no pressure. But if you screw this up, I'm I'm probably just gonna sell the house and move back back to Arkansas. <laughs> okay. So this is it. Are you guys nervous? Is this your first? Uh, is this your first podcast interview? I said no. We podcasted it's, it's before. It's our first like in person podcast. That's true. Do you yeah. do on like Done phone a lot stuff? Of Skype We've, stuff. Oh, Skype. Skype. Mm-hmm. Hello, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's here. Charlie is here among us. <laughs> if he's a distraction, oh, I'm, no. we'll, no, we'll have no, to put I love him. If, if he gets in the way at all, I'm just going to put him down. Because so it's, it's, just, it's just not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth the hassle. I, I'm all in. I don't go halfway with anything. Ginny and Tyler, thanks for coming to my house. This is totally. it's very brave of you. To, oh. to come to a stranger's house. Well, you are on the wrong side of the track. Oh my gosh, tell me about <laughs> it. There's so many t- there's so many times when people are like, oh, I live in East Nashville, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, I'll, it's, don't worry about it. And they're yeah. like, no, no, but where? And, you know, I kind of tell them where, and they're like, oh, and they change the subject. My sister lived over here for about five days. And <laughs> that's, not what I, that's not the <laughs> time I expected at all. And, uh... Yeah, well, that was a bad I just I won't tell you about that situation. But. No, I think you should. No, you like. <laughs> yeah, we we've yeah. honestly had no problems over here at all, like whatsoever. Cool. I I think from what I hear, it's it is a block to block kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the crime in East Nashville is kind of is more. This guy was wronged by this guy, and so it's more confined and not sporadic and random and like just knocking over people's houses for no reason. Right. So, right. So I stopped drug dealing a long time ago so hopefully <laughs> I don't know why that's funny I don't know why I come off as that at all so uh, you guys how long have you been in Nashville two and a half years man oh really yeah not all that long okay yeah what uh what what was the kind of initial move because you're originally from Delaware, Delaware. Delaware. yeah you're both from Delaware I am Jenny's and I met Tyler at the University of Delaware okay but I'm a military kid so oh so all over all over the place Moved every three years. Wow. What, yes. Was it almost kind of on a on a dime? Like every three years yeah, you'd move? Was I mean, that, you, did you know every three years you were going to be yeah. moving to another place? Yeah. So you'd go somewhere and spend two years getting to know people. And y- then, yeah. And then it would be like, oh, that, this that's is gotta the do last a, year. That's got to do a number on your, on your kind of social skills. And, uh, you yeah. Know, like, especially as a kid, you're learning, well, everything's going to change. Yeah. So. I think in a, in a way it's really good. And... We were, we lived in the deep south, northeast, midwest, mm-hmm. lived in Japan, so like... Oh, wow. I know, I'm exposed to a lot of different cultures. Oh, yeah, I When we travel I can, around, I, I feel that. like I relate to people. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, no, I... 
that would I, I always I don't know why I looked at the negative of that instead of like <laughs> the positive of seeing the world and getting to know I'm like you must be messed up <laughs> just I know from Maybe fr- from me I would it would it would kind of take some recalculating it, well, I mean it does like change your sense of home like when we're on the road I notice that no matter where we are I'll be like oh okay well when we get home and I just mean wherever we're staying yeah like you know. <laughs> With people, hotel, yeah. whatever it is. Let's go home. Home is where... Wherever we're sleeping. We sleep <laughs> together. Yep. And yes. and you, Tyler, mainly stayed in, in Delaware? I in was Delaware? just one same house my entire life. Wow, that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yep. So I I like the idea of moving. Hey, buddy. You can knock um, him off at any point. It's cool. He's not even allowed to be in here. He knows. Oh, it. you are not... Bad, bad cat. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I lived in the same house, and um, I, I like the idea of moving, uh, continuing to move. Jenny just wants to be in one place because she's moved her whole life. Oh, I bet, yeah. So when you met in college, was there, obviously, before the before dating and everything, did music come before relationship? Yes. Like playing yeah. together, yes, as far as did. that goes? We met on a bus my sophomore year, her freshman year, in 2004, and... Shortly after, I found out that she, well, no, I found out she sang that day, but didn't really take it seriously because a lot of people say they sing. Yeah, <laughs> everybody says yeah. that. Um, yeah. I, we, hung, we were hanging out in the BSM house, the Baptist Student Ministry house, and then I heard her sing, and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good. Uh, we, we've started writing together, and and uh, there's this one stairwell in the Trabant Student Center where we would just jam, uh, to use that word that you didn't right. want to use. I know. We're going to keep using it. We, we should use it the whole pro- podcast. Uh, we Yeah, so we would just play, and it was beautiful acoustics, and um, the songs were, were pretty bad back then, but, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And that brought us together. Uh, emotionally, we connected um, through through songwriting and through playing together, and shortly after we got really close and started let's, dating. Said, yeah, let's start dating. It tends to happen. Yeah. Did you start playing guitar? What's a guitar? I assume it was so guitar. I know you, you play yeah. you play a couple of different instruments. It's mainly guitar. Mainly guitar though. Yeah. Did you start playing guitar to get girls though? Was that kind of a <laughs> no? <laughs> because no, I was I gonna say if that was it, then I, it worked. I, I, guess, I, way. I, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I I actually started when I was nine, so it was before I was thinking about girls. And yeah. before Jenny, it's really funny. I I did not like female vocalists at oh, yeah. like any. I did not listen to any female vocalists. I was opposed to them. Um, in in some. So when you grew up in 1954. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So now I, now I, I like a lot of different. That's interesting. Vocalists. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've talked about it before she broke on the show. That's that. kind of that, that. I I kind of went through the same thing. Not. Not with meeting Ginny, um, but uh-huh. but yeah, I definitely had to kind of open myself up to that. Yeah. Later and be like, oh, this is kind of this is good. This is good. Yeah. There's a whole other avenue I've closed off here. Yep. So that's interesting. So uh, going back a little bit before before you guys met, what kind of kids were you in in like growing up? You want to go first? Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what kind of kid? Yeah, just like what kind I was of like what were you the, into? I was okay. Well, I did you know dance and. All that with my sister. I have a sister and a brother, mm-hmm. and um, was like just such a good kid. Didn't you know? Afraid to do anything wrong. Never broke any bones because I didn't take any risks. Um, and 
played clarinet mm. and was the drum major of my high school marching band because I loved it. Um, that's a very assertive position. I know. Kind of... I don't know how that how I got that because I'm not an assertive person. <laughs> but um, yeah, my family very musical. Mm-hmm. Just kind of we were really close, like freakishly close family. Then because well, we moved around, kind of had to. Yeah. Yeah, my sister's a year younger than me, so. Yeah, Are you still close with all them? Yes, very much so. My sister lives in Seattle, but I talk to her at least once a day on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Tyler is probably more interesting. I was I was the type of kid where I knew I knew the right thing to do and I really actually wanted to do the right thing, but because of wanting to fit in with people, I would do the wrong thing. Um so I was just I was very very insecure. I still am in a lot of ways, but I, so I skateboarded, I, I surfed, um, bodyboarded, rollerblade, like I went through kind of all these different fads and some of them stuck and some of them didn't. Um, I played lacrosse. I was a, I was a child actor. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also. On uh, stage, stage acting. Okay. Um, so I did, I did a lot of plays. I was Mowgli. When I was, uh, we did this, this summer tour and I was Mowgli on this summer tour and we'd go to different venues where that works. How old were you? I think I was 10. Okay. Maybe 10 or 11. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was nine because I didn't want to be exactly like my dad who is a jazz piano player among other things. Mm -hmm. So I played piano up until that point. But began guitar because I kind of wanted to be, be my own person. Yeah. And uh, it was mainly Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Creed. Not jazz. <laughs> not, not jazz. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so some some heavier stuff. So when I started singing, like there's some early recordings where he's like where I cover my well. First of all, I hadn't hit my hit puberty. Right. So. I had a super high voice, and, and it was you were very trying to sing like covered. those guys. I was trying to sing like exactly. <laughs> it didn't work at all. Wow, um, I would love to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's really it's fun. pretty amusing. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll we'll release some bonus <laughs> track. <laughs> Probably not. No, no. You say out on your own, on your own. You said I'm heading home, I'm heading home, back to the life you know. Families, is that just kind of is that was family kind of what turned the switch on for both you guys? I would say yes. I mean, my parents both really musical. We used to hang out, sing together all as a family. I didn't think that was weird, but it like the bond traps, <laughs> was it like some very sound of music? <laughs> the thing is, that, like none of us. They would do musical good. theater stuff, right? Did oh yeah, you? my mom. She would play the piano and. 
we would all sing, and my sister and I were made to, you know, stand up and hold hands and sing in church when we were, like, six and seven, and, but, uh, my brother, actually, is what really got me, like, serious about music. He's, older brother? Yeah, he's older than me, and, um, he's a guitar player and a writer, and, um, let me be in his band when he was in high school. What'd you do in his band? I sang, and I was three years younger, so it was, like, a huge oh, deal. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. Um, and I think from there it was like, oh, I really love to sing. And like you, I am was really, really shy, and so I think it was, like, the only way that I could put myself out there at all comfortably mm-hmm. was to, to sing. So that definitely is what turned me on to it. And then in college, just discovering, like, meeting Tyler and... Discovering someone that I could write with because I would Had never Had you written do before, before um, you and Tyler wrote I together? Mean, yes, but you know, really horrible. Like just a little bit mm-hmm. with some friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who played bass on Faint Knot, his name is Ben Stein, and he actually lives in this part of town too. Uh, you guys wrote a song together, right? Right, one or two songs. Didn't you put a chorus to that one song, the graduation one oh, yeah. that you did? Um, so there were a few songs before, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, we're we're pretty ashamed of our older songs. As many. <laughs> who isn't? I mean, I, I don't trust people who aren't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I really don't. Like, I don't. I've been writing wait, really wait a good songs. Since I don't believe one. you. Yeah. Anybody who says like, oh yeah, the first couple songs I wrote were awesome. You want to hear it? They're lying. There was like fifteen yeah. before that that they were, <laughs> they were exactly. terrible. Right. I, like, I don't believe you. Right. Or it was, or they're a freak, and I don't want to be around them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I assume that you co-write. Mm-hmm. When you write, do you write separately at all, or is it, or is it strictly together? Yeah. Um, Most of the time we write separately. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll get to maybe seventy-five to ninety percent. I'm pulling out those numbers from the air. Yeah. Uh, of of com- the amount of completion of the song, and then we'll take it to each other, and we'll say, this needs to be adjusted, whether it's form, uh, so like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, or um, a, a melody tweak here and there, a lyric tweak, maybe even a key change. Uh, not putting in a key change because, well, you can do that. We've we've done that I think twice. <laughs> um, it's hard to do a key change without being super cheesy. But, That's true. But like, but say say that it was written in the key of E, and say, well, it might might actually sound better in your voice in F sharp. Uh, tempo things, rhythmic things, just um, just really focusing on the song, and getting it to be the best it can be. Yeah, because I would imagine just in my kind of limited experience of of doing of playing duets with with girls who might have a different register than than me, mm-hmm. I've found that it, what's right for my voice might be way off for them. Like, did, is that a problem that you guys had found? Like, did you have to kind of change your the way you sing a little bit to accommodate her or vice versa at all? Um, I've definitely had to push the upper upper register of my voice, um, which has been good though. In college, I, I had a voice teacher who said that I was a tenor, and I did not believe her, and I still don't. Um, but <laughs> let's but call she, her out. She right believed now. in my in the, the upper part of my voice, and so that that singing with Jenny really. It's the morning right now, so it doesn't sound like I have much of a high <laughs> high range, but I I try to get up there. <laughs> it's interesting too. Speaking of your voice, just kind of uh, you mentioning all those early bands that you wanted to sound like because yeah. you kind of, you have like a softer tone to your to well, your to your voice. Like it went now. from from Eddie Vedder to Jack Johnson in high school. Okay, and so that's where the, the switch was. I started playing all this chill, beachy, folky music, 
And if you listen to some of my first recordings um, as me after I hit puberty, uh, <laughs> it's it's um, almost a replica of Jack Johnson. Oh, wow. Um, so it took me a while to get away from him, and I still have so much of his influence in me. I found him when I was in ninth grade, and, and pretty much from ninth grade to twelfth grade, I was obsessed. It wasn't really obvious. Like for yeah. people, yeah. Or, or people yeah. like, oh, you sound like Jack Johnson. Like, yeah, really every obvious. show it was you sound like Jack Johnson. Did it was, get to a point where that was that got old, and you're like, I gotta change this? Or, no, or I'm kind of proud I, of it. I just no, I I just didn't know anything else. I, I didn't. Um, I I've actually been praying for a long time to 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 find my own sound and uh, and sing with the voice God gave me. And, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that's only just recently happened. If you listen, even to the first three projects. Uh, it's very, the way that I sing is very different from the way I sing on Faint Not. And even, it's even changing now. I just, I yeah. feel like it's much more natural. But, uh, Jenny would always say, just sing. And I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> it's because, so hard without, without influence. Like it, it yeah. is really hard. Yeah. And, and I was trained and classically too. Um, so I, I learned how to sing operatically and like, yeah. you know, and that didn't help, uh, yeah. find my voice. So. Yeah, it's I've, just so hard with all training, and then your own like what you listen to and respond to yeah. artistically. Be like, oh, I want to sound like that guy. Right. It's hard to pull away from that. Like, I, yeah, I've definitely had that struggle over yeah. the years, and and even recently, like I was in the studio last week, and the guy who is kind of helping me produce it was like, uh, th- this line is weird. Why are you singing it that way? And I didn't understand what I was doing, and I realized that oh, I'm copying this person. I'm singing it. Like, why am I singing it? Like, this yeah. other, you know, I'm yeah. 29. I feel like I've been playing long enough where I, yeah. should, I should figure that out. That is a weird thing that you never going into it think that you're going to have to struggle with or. Right. Yeah. Right. And Jen, I, Jenny has never had a vocal lesson, a voice lesson. And she, I guess when you were, your early influences were Lee Nash, Nash. right? Mm. Yes. And that definitely comes across yeah. in the. The timbre, I think. Oh yeah, I, I mean, what that. you listen to is definitely it influences. definitely going to influence you. Yeah, it's, just... it's a tricky line though, like whether it can help or hurt. Yeah, definitely, because you. I mean, I thought I was being for years when I was playing. Like I thought I was being a certain kind of artist when I was really and playing the wrong kinds of places and just because yeah. I was like, oh, you know, and, and really not understanding why people weren't responding to my music as much as I thought they should. But mainly because I was in the wrong, I was wearing the wrong size shirt. Like it was, you know, I was wearing like yeah. my dad's shirt or something and I should, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's, it's a tricky, that is definitely a thing that you don't ever think you're going to struggle with. You know, I, I was like, just keep your guitar in tune and play some shows. That, you know, yeah. that's music. You know, <laughs> write it up. It's been a while since I've worn my dad's shirt. Has it? I used to dress up as, uh, as an overweight person. Um, when just I was, for fun yeah just for fun my sister and I <laughs> would dress this is just did you not know this about no. no I told you this really? revelations yeah, yeah we would stuff pillows in our clothes and kind of just run run around and, and uh, uh, wrestle sometimes and, and just, is your dad a bigger guy no he's just, just like, kid, like you. being being 100 pounds versus 200 my dad's 200 yeah. pounds um, yeah <laughs> so that was the last time I wore like I was literally thinking about when you were talking about wearing your dad's shirt. shirt. I, was, I got the mental picture. It's been a while, but I used to do that. Uh, you, you, <laughs> I don't. I, we should just talk about this the rest of the time. I'm, I'm fascinated. You guys both have very specific, distinct styles, mm-hmm. 
but they're not there are enough similarities where obviously it, it works it's not so drastic where you're just like oh my goodness like mm-hmm. uh, was that something that, that kind of hit you later is like when discussing kind of your different influences and styles when forming like hey we should do this or what was it just something that happened you know just kind of woven into it as of, yeah our styles was, I mean, have think, always kind of have kind of just meshed and yeah. uh, Jenny comes from a bluegrass country background and I come from a jazz folk background mm-hmm. it, it was always kind of a, just a natural thing yeah because yeah. we never even really said oh we're doing this like we just, it was just started thing. writing together and so eventually it was like oh I guess we're a duo you know and mm-hmm. we didn't commit to anything until something was actually established yeah okay so it was like there it was just, no like pre-discussion of like we're just kind of an organic thing yeah we're gonna try to do music for a living so, our, so yeah, our styles it, just kind of meshed together naturally from yeah. writing together. And, and granted, that hap- like I said, that happened after we had already done, done a lot of shows and done, done writing together. So. The problem's not a gun, not a color, not a hundred dollar bill. We think the struggle can be won with simple thoughts like come together, be goodwilled. kind of the first what was it was it just this thing where you guys did it in college and people responded to it and so you just kept doing it and then before you knew it like let's move to Nashville like what was the kind of connection to let's take this from like a hobbyist kind of thing to like I think we could do something well I think I mean it was like college we're playing everyone's like oh this is great Mm -hmm. um and it was definitely a hobby but when we got married Tyler like the I don't know how long before we got married, he got a job, like Mm -hmm. a real job. And it was going to be like, he had to do the internship, and then when he graduated, it was going to be full-time. And about maybe a month into the internship, he said to me, like, I can't do this. I don't want this full-time job. Well, it would have been... It would have been sixty hours a week. Yeah, and so and it it would have been commission-based sale, outside sales work. What was your degree in? Marketing. Okay. Yeah, and so we were, like, you know, a few months from getting married, and he was like, you know, I don't want to do this. If I do this, we won't be able to devote any time to music anymore. And I think when we talked about that, it was like, okay, we want to do music. Like, this is, mm-hmm. we don't want to take on something that's going to get in the way of being able to do that. But it took a while to get to that point. We were backing each other up for our individual projects. Jenny would, would play gigs as Jenny Apple. And I would play gigs as Tyler Summers, and we would sing background vocals for each other, and I'd accompany her. Um, but the first time, no, the, sec- the second time I was in Nashville, the first time was for an internship in Franklin. Uh, over the, It was the winter of 2006, I think. And 
the summer after that, we both came down to Nashville and got some free studio time at Dark Horse, actually, wow. through an intern there. And it was sweet. That's not a bad gig. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. We were like, we need to track as much stuff as possible. Absolutely. So, so we just tracked our, our songs and, and we were like, this is, we should just call ourselves a duo. This makes sense. Yeah. We were basically like, we haven't, you know, enough good material to make one CD. So let's just take some of your songs and some of my songs. Yeah. So that's what we did. Where'd you come up with the name? <laughs> Man, we, we thought, thought long, long and hard did about Did you really? <laughs> we uh, well, really about did. different band names. Yeah, we really, yeah, really did. did. We were originally thinking of, like, the first record's called A Prelude. We were thinking that our, our name should be A Prelude. Um, or Because it just didn't... It just didn't feel right. Uh, we, tried, we, we tried to come up with all sorts of things. And we, ha- we had people, we asked for suggestions mm-hmm. from people. And with my last name being Apple and his being Summers. Apple before, Summers. I was, like, oh, I was about to say Apple. Apple. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's really cheesy. Summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I it, like summertime. A lot. Yeah. S-O-M-E-R. T-Y-M-E. Yes. That would have been perfect. Um, but yeah, we just, nothing ever, we never came up with, I mean, and now we even still think about it, like, oh, should mm-hmm. we change our name? Um, but I mean, you build, you build a fan base on it. And it is one of those things where when you first hear it, you're like, okay, I mean, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, sometimes I, sometimes I wish we were more creative with band names and could have come up if you get a set band and let's say the guys names are Dan and Tom you should definitely change the name to, yeah. to Jenny and Tyler and Dan and Tom true <laughs> that would be so that would be awesome well, there's the, have you ever heard of the, the four syllable rule if you look at the top 100 bands of the past 50 years the, the overwhelming majority has, le- has less than four syllables in their names oh. so like Coldplay, U2, um, The Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. Rolling Stones, there's uh, no like, so, and they will know us by the Trail of Dead, will probably not be in that, because <laughs> that's a band. <laughs> right. Well, Simon and Garfunkel is a, an exception. There are, mm. there are a few exceptions, but for the most part, the name can fit in. And Jenny and Tyler, unfortunately, is five. Oh, so no. I think it that could go either way. We're doomed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Jen and Ty it is. <laughs> Jen and Ty. <laughs> Yeah. Which is so cheesy. That'd be pretty cool. Jen and Ty. What, uh, what are some of your influences? Because, I mean, like I said earlier, you do have... there. There's enough crossover in mm-hmm. kind of both your backgrounds, but is there? did you find that there was crossover as well in your influences? We, we definitely like the same music, but our early influences are much different. My family listened to a lot of country music. A lot of, you know, the cheesy country music, but also... 90s country. Yeah, a lot of that... But also, you know, a lot of bluegrass and, like, older stuff. My mm-hmm. dad is a mandolin he player. Was, he had a bluegrass oh, wow. band. Yeah. I mean, he's not, you know, it was a college bluegrass band. It was, and so we did a lot of, like, it's funny stuff. We have old recordings, and it's yeah. hilarious. Um, but, um. They were called the 10 Beer Review. Yeah. Because they, they said. After 10 beers, they started sounding better. Good. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's perfect. Yes. Yep. So that's, that was fun. Um, and I listened to, I mean, my family was basically like, you could listen to country music or Christian music. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. It's really odd. That was the rule? Yeah. Because <laughs> I think about it and it's, it's like, hilarious. I was listening to a lot of like Deanna Carter and stuff. Oh and dear. Like strawberry wine. I don't know what I thought that was about <laughs> when I was only allowed to listen to Christian music. Um, and that, so. 
Hi. Yeah, country music is and rap music are very similar in oh, their, yeah. very similar. their content. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I've definitely heard the only Christian yeah. music rule in households, but... I think my kind of, parents just didn't want to give up yeah. what they liked. That's, that's what, I was about to say that. I was like, they just wanted to listen. Yeah. Well, they were... And Bob Marley, Bob too, Marley. right? Yeah. Bob Marley. <laughs> my were, parents were hippies they before were, they... They were real. My hip, dad joined the military, yeah. but before that, they were extreme hippies. They were both acting majors, or they yeah. met... Theater majors. Theater majors, yeah. And then, and then Jenny's dad went into the military. <laughs> Wow. It was kind yeah, of a polar It seems very thing. contradictory, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had kids, so he had to make some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. All those, all those kids were, who were raised, I remember, like, the hippie-type parents, like, we thought they were so cool, but when they got to the point when they were, like, in high school and they needed money for stuff, like, like, oh, I don't know, man. You know, like, yeah. well, well, your dad shouldn't have just run a random fruit stand. <laughs> or, you know. Or, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, well, that, that's kind of what you get. Like, I'm, I'm glad yeah. I had more strict parents because at least, you know, there was food on the table every night. It wasn't, True. You know, it was cool when we were younger, but now <laughs> they're kind of. <laughs> what was that book you just read recently about the family that. The, the, oh, the glass castle. The, that that wasn't hippie fam. Like that's extreme. I, I thought it was a hippie family. Yeah, but I mean they're extreme. They let their kids, you know, not have food on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me it was, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of jazz and a lot of like early rock. Like who? Clapton, who jazz wise? Uh, Dave Brubeck, mm-hmm. um, Miles Davis, Clifford Brown. Wind instruments or was it? No, I I well I played trombone for a little bit, but that it wasn't very serious. I wasn't very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I played bass. I've accompanied my dad a few times on jazz bass. Bass is one of my favorite instruments. I just don't play it enough, and so I get pretty rusty. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I hear bass lines pretty well, and, and jazz jazz bass is it's it's, yeah, it's like the foundation. So there was that. There was also James Taylor. Um, my dad, for some reason, wanted, well, he told me, he just, he wanted me to stay away from the Beatles. He's like, people get obsessed with the Beatles and they, they, they can't get away from it. And I was like, all right, dad, whatever. I haven't really listened to much of the Beatles and it's crazy because people are like, yeah, dude, the white album. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is eerie because you, you don't know me. But you basically just said my story. Like, okay. My dad is a jazz trombonist. Okay. Uh, like I was raised on jazz and and all mm-hmm. that and all that and then uh, and he told me the same thing. Like, really? Mm-hmm. He he and his reasoning I found out later was that he was mad at the Beatles because he was a working jazz trombonist in the nineteen sixties and when the Beatles came, jazz bands and big bands and stuff like that started petering out and, uh, and yeah. so he started losing work totally. and he had to go and kind of quitting and, and getting more into the teaching game and so he became yeah. a professor but uh that's just so interesting when you said yeah. that i was just like because i get stuff all the time especially from andy as ta- osenga has taken it on himself in the past few years to educate me in the way of the beatles right he's such a fan <laughs> right so every time we meet for creative purposes for a record or writing or whatever he's like i want you to listen to this you know and it really is just like oh all right yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, they did. They they did it all. I mean, they, they yeah, production wise and. Um, I mean, have you have you since they did so kind much. of got I, into yeah, it a little bit, a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's been helpful. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it's interesting when I because I'll write stuff and and people will tell me that it's Beatles esque and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool because I never really listened to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, um, do you not follow your heart? Yeah. People were like a John Lennon McCartney thing. You're like, oh, cool, no influence whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Total accident. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's interesting. So when it, when it came to guitar, obviously you said earlier you can't kind of came out of Nirvana and the harder rock stuff. Yeah. But when did I mean, but there's not really any of that acoustic yeah. in that. So where did, so did the acoustic yeah. stuff come from like Simon and Garfunkel and James Taylor and yeah, totally. My friend Paul who produced, who helped produce Faint Not and moved to Nashville the same time we did and, and also just produced this live EP. We, did you get that? The live EP? No, I saw, I saw it. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, I'll get it. Okay. I'll get it, man. It's, it's free. It's for our mailing list. <sighs> um, this is a plug. Join our mailing list at, at Jenny and Tyler I'm, I'm on there. I got it. I just haven't clicked the link. All right. Click the link. It's, the internet is really hard. It's hard. <laughs> they don't make anything easy on there. I don't have a degree or whatever. Uh, um, yeah. So it started off with power chords uh, for mm-hmm. about five years. And then it went to um, bar chords and some riffs and stuff uh, with, with Jack Johnson. He does a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of that kind of stuff. And then it, it went from that to Shane and Shane. Um, to, to more open like chords with, with and fast drums. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I started combining, I started combining the, the Jack Johnson and the Shane and Shane thing, um, and, and forming my own, my own style. Cause I, I really like the rhythmic stuff, but I also like the, the jazzy, uh, like s- some of the seventh chords and, um, some of those just kind of palm muted things mm-hmm. like chord, chord progression. You gave up your one eye. Still makes you sad, but I'm allergic. You gave up trips to the beach. Used to go every week to get some surf. You cut back on a daily routine. Of chocolate ice cream and three French presses. You gave up playing solo gigs to sing with me. We sound much better. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I didn't mind much giving up because I, I got even more of you. Well, honey. As artists that make our money primarily through CD sales, uh, we feel like there there are a lot of shows we'll play where we'll go back and people already have all the records. So it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, we're not making any money. Um, some people will buy T-shirts, but people want the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part, and I, I found that too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like oh shoot, like I'm going back to a place and I don't have anything different. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you you brought that up, and I, I I was wondering because you are solely independent, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So where where does it as 
much as that term is. Yeah, I know. It's everybody has people that helps them. It's, that is true. Sander McCracken said it pretty well. Like there is, are really no independent artists because everyone's helped out. Um, you don't. You can't do this alone. Yeah, it is a community yeah. effort. It, I I completely agree. But it's from a business standpoint. You guys just you did this noise trade thing, which which is where I first heard heard of you. So I, I assume that other other people have your fan base has grown yeah. from the noise trade thing. Yeah, yeah. And so where, in, which is giving away your record for free. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So how does that kind of uh, help out in the, in the CD sale aspect of it? Do you just kind of hope that people will get this and then go to the back catalog? Or do you just uh, kind of well, have faith that it's more, it's, it's, it's more that thing? like the more, the more that we get out there, the more that people hear about us. Um, the noise trade was a, was a one week only thing so okay. it was it was very limited it was a limited time and um hopefully people are are sharing the music with other people and yeah and that that will that will cause people to go to our website and download it or or go to itunes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. or come out to shows and and get it there um there have been some people that are like hey man i i've had i've had two burn cds a years for the past year and i just <laughs> i just want to Buy the real things. <laughs> I don't, we're like, thank you very much. No. We appreciate oh, yeah. that. Do you ever get the opposite where it's like, no, I already a friend burned it for me. Yeah. Or where there's two people at the table and one like we love your music is like, I'm it's, just gonna burn it for they, them. They, yeah. they tend not to speak up. You can, you can tell. You that know. That's, yeah. yeah. You're like you're going straight to that computer over there. It's yeah. pretty funny. But at the same time, for us, I think like giving stuff away for free is so important. Because the best way for us to build any sort of fan base is word of mouth. Yeah, spreading, so, spreading the music school. So if somebody does burn it, it's like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Much. I mean, we appreciate when people buy it from us, but so so have you guys found quite a a bit of uh, kind of a surgence in your in your fan base through the noise trade thing? Is that definitely, definitely been a, uh, or, yeah? I mean, a little bit, not not much. Like, no, really though. Really? Yeah, because. Like you guys, are the, you guys? Have you guys met? <laughs> the percentage of people that that joined our mailing list and that actually keep in touch with us, um, it was probably about ten percent of the people that downloaded through Noise Yeah, but we did see like quite a few people like at the shows. We, like you we, know, the week after, maybe a dozen than, at the most. But that's something. I, I, I was something. pleased with the it. fact that they got it for free. Maybe you never heard of you show. got it for free, and then actually came right. to the show. Like yeah. that's the that's kind of the goal yeah, is to get exactly. the, get the body to the sh- actual thing to support. Yeah, yeah. You know. It was cool. It was cool to meet people that. Yeah. Uh, when you said it, I, I thought you were like, well, the the numbers. Uh, I thought you it's because I use the word surgeons. The sur- that, yeah, that sounds, surgeons. It sounds like <laughs> that sounds really millions of people are listening to. No. Yeah. No. Well, I just know that that's how I I came to know you guys. So I yeah. wondered. I wondered kind of what the response was. Yeah. As far as, because they do have to. People do have to give their email. Yeah. To get the music. And so right. through that, I mean, that that's a pretty, it's a, I think it's a really good thing. Uh, noise trade is a really good thing in a lot of ways, specifically that, because at least then you have, you have that info. So when you come to their town or you put mm-hmm. out something new or whatever, you can kind of keep that coming from a marketing standpoint, like, because, because you do have a degree in that, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's helped you as an independent artist or do you noise still feel trade? like, yeah, or no, just in general, being in, being in. You know, being, yeah, being, this is a business, so has that helped more than just, you're not throwing the book out, like, when you go on the road, you're like, I don't know anything. No, man, it's helped a lot. It's helped with accounting. We do our own, our own accounting and our own taxes, and it's Mm -hmm. helped with marketing. 
with placing ads, mostly online ads, actually exclusively online ads. We haven't done anything else besides that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and just knowing what, what it takes to, to release a record, um, the marketing behind that, the, the, the strategy, um, we, we kind of experimented with faint not by, um, we released it to first our Kickstarter people and then two weeks later to our mailing list and then two weeks later to iTunes to like to the world. Oh, interesting. Um, and we won't do that again because it, oh. it, it, <laughs> it was, was too long of a, it was, yeah. It, like it, Kickstarter people should have had it first and then literally like a couple weeks later, everybody should have had it. It probably, it, if we're going to do it again, we're going to do it on a different timeline. People line. had to wait mm -hmm. too long yeah. to get it. How long ago was the recording of Faint Not? It came out to everybody November 30th. Of, oh, last year? Yeah. yeah so okay. it's, it's about six months old. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's relatively new. Yeah. So the Kickstarter thing worked. Yes. Yeah, it worked, man. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. It was amazing. People came together. This one guy, uh, we had these these two tiers. One, mm -hmm. the $5,000 tier was Jenny's dad would make a guitar for whoever got that tier. And the, the 2500 was uh, Jenny's old mandolin that was made by her dad. And somebody chose to, to uh, pick that, cho chose that tier mm -hmm. and uh, got a mandolin out of it, which is, we actually, uh, the guy got a great deal because <laughs> the mandolin probably is worth at least $5,000. Mm -hmm. um, but it was cool because that funded a pretty big percentage oh, yeah. of our price. Yeah. And yeah. that guy's turned into a great friend. Which he is has, cool yeah. That's really yeah, cool. He's a cool guy. But you don't expect cool those guy. tears to actually... Oh, yeah. Be you know, filled. you see that on yeah. everybody's stuff, and you're like, oh, you know, it'd be cool, but... I know. I, I did one uh, about a year ago, and it did not work. <laughs> so, but that's my fault. Like, I didn't really understand what I was getting into. And so, like, I, I the Kickstarter sat there until, like, the last three weeks. And I was oh, like, man. oh, I didn't understand what this was. And so, yeah. it was totally my yeah. fault. But I, and, but I threw those tears on there, too. And I was just like, I was like, this is dumb. Why am I going to put this thing on there? But you never know. Because you, yeah. you never know. It worked yeah. right? for you guys. That's really cool. Yeah. How do you find the songs change from uh, kind of inception to when you're in the studio? Well, just adding parts, adding, adding background vocals and expanding a section because live you can you can only do so much with it dynamically uh, but in the studio you can you can beef it up i think song for you is a good example you can layer it. of yeah. like how that song took on a completely new life in the studio because we'd only ever played it with an acoustic guitar mm -hmm. yeah and so then suddenly like you know we're cutting all this stuff and hitting it really strong in certain places and it's like wow this is like a a powerful song and yeah we didn't know that in the vocal so now, backing vocals live the we, whole try, thing. we try to match the recording <laughs> and actually that the one the the live ep i think does a pretty good job yeah. of of matching at least the dynamics not the instrumentation but the dynamics matching, like, of the that feel, song the feel yeah 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 that's definitely that's always an interesting thing especially because when you write on acoustic to take it in mm -hmm. and and put a band on it you're like oh like, yeah it kind of unblossoms in an reveals itself to be this whole other thing and then exactly. you kind of have to sing it you know a little bit differently yeah and, uh that's always just kind of the nature of the beast is really that i kind of love i kind of love that because i do write primarily on acoustic so mm -hmm. do you play anything jenny other than i mean i play guitar and mandolin sort of mm -hmm. i play guitar in the key of g there and um mandolin same <laughs> do you play live some okay yeah 
But I mean, I've never recorded on anything, you know, it's not like I'm really in a place where I should do that. We were going to so. use your anchor to love take. Yeah. We didn't do it, we though. We didn't do it. Because it, it got messed up, I think, halfway through. The beginning was really good, yeah. though. <laughs> she was, finger, she was doing a, a really nice finger pick, and then I, I think it just got off somehow. No. Yeah. But live, that's what we do. Live she'll she'll live play I guitar, play. and I'll play mm-hmm. mandolin. Are you hoping to do more? Are you hoping to I mean, get better yes. and, and learn and kind of... Yes. It's difficult because Tyler is just so good that, you know, the incentive, like, oh, I need to do this, isn't, mm-hmm. like, it's not as urgent. It doesn't feel like I have to. Yeah. Um, and I've, we've always said that, like, the vocals are the most important thing. So to me, anything that's going to, like, distract me too much... Yeah. I don't want to do. Especially live. Like, you can, your attention yeah. will get taken away from that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But, I mean, part of it is that I'm just lazy and I don't practice <laughs> as much as I should. I get on kicks and I practice a lot and then I'm like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, we're going to try to be more intentional about having a schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, from from 9 to, to 12 in the morning, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do emails and website updates and Facebook and Twitter. And then maybe from 12 to 2 focus on songwriting maybe from two to three um we'll probably have lunch in there sometime but two to three <laughs> yeah please eat yeah practice you know stuff practice, just so that yeah. we practice don't spend skills, all day yeah. on a computer yeah if you know can happen oh my gosh yeah mm-hmm. yeah time management is a, is probably the thing that i struggle with the most mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out because there is you know i'll be like two hours of booking but before you know it Everybody, you know, people are replying at off times of the day, you yeah. know, and there's a time like, well, and you feel like you have to respond. Yeah, and, and just as as quick as possible to show them that you're serious mm-hmm. or to show them that you know, yeah. you, or or whatever, and and it's such a weird, it's such a weird thing. I've, I I have not got a grasp on it, but it is definitely I can definitely see the benefit in figuring all that out. For the most part, we try to not check email after six. after six, but last night these past few days have been an exception because of the, the, the live EP. Oh, yeah, right. last night we had to respond to all sorts of, the link isn't working. Yeah. And, and, a, lot of people, and a lot of people, if they have to do too many steps in something. Yeah, just, they just give up. They just give up, which yeah. which yeah. is which stinks. Like, yeah. I like, feel like the internet yeah. has kind of made us into that kind of people. Exactly. Like, oh, this is hard. Like, you know, even doing, exactly. doing hey, come and vote for me in this contest. Like, oh, I have to, oh, do you, I have to click two things. Or you have to sign up. And Lightning then, 100. And, yeah, <laughs> Lightning 100. <laughs> thing. Yep. Did you guys do the We did. The yes. mayhem thing. It takes yep. people like 15 minutes I did just it too, to sign yeah. up. Most of my day was just convincing people or just it wasn't that difficult you know just t- downplaying it because it is a little it bit too really difficult hard. I'm it like is. no it's just easy you just do this and this and this and then you do this and this <laughs> and, <laughs> and like and I, I had a good run I had a lot of people uh, kind of resurgence at the end but uh, it it was just a lot of uh, at, it, it didn't work for me and at the end I barely lost and then the next few days people were like yeah I was gonna do it but it was just like three steps too much and I was like yeah. yeah, yeah, it wasn't completely user friendly. No, it's yeah. not. But that is the uh, the you know. But they didn't the, want to have people faking email addresses, so. which I'm sure happened anyway. Probably. You know, I mean, I had I have three email addresses and I voted for all of them. <laughs> you know, I have booking yeah. and this yeah. and this. That's and, how they do one. 
Wait, did this you guys guy, lose? Yeah, <laughs> this guy came out and he probably was, got 50 or like 60 votes within the last half hour. It was 11.30 and Central Time. Just, we were ahead by like 20-some votes. Uh-huh. And then he up. won by 40 votes or something. Yeah. I don't, within the last... That's that's how it worked with me, too. And like, yeah. and I was checking the person I was going against. I was checking their their Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And they weren't writing anything. I don't understand. They were like one thing early in the day. They, yeah. they weren't doing the push. That if you go back and look at mine, it's like post, post, post. Every Just like being three like minutes. completely annoying to everyone <laughs> yes. you know. That's and, I told, and I told everybody, I'm going to be annoying, but it's for a good purpose in the long run. And people were on board with me. I didn't lose any followers on Twitter or anything. <laughs> if, we so. had, uh, if we had really wanted to do it, we probably would have sent out an email. But we didn't. We didn't want to get get that serious about it. Yeah. Like for the first round, because then you have so many more rounds. I know. Yeah. That's when it hit me. Like I was kind of relieved when I lost in a way. I was like, I don't have to do this two more times. Yeah. Yeah. You you have a bonus track song on Faint Not called "Stop Staring at Me." Yes. Yeah. Which is about which which you take the lead on, Jenny. Yes. About being mistaken, looking younger than you actually are. Yes. First off, where did the idea to write a song about that? come from because there isn't necessarily it is kind of a jokey or song i mean it's definitely it's a joke but when um tyler tells me i've only recently begun to look a little bit older and even now i don't know about 19 now anyway so (laughs) she's 25 we um when we got married we were i was 21 Mm. tyler was 22 so very young and in delaware especially like you don't get married oh yeah when you're young like that Mm -hmm. like you live together (laughs) that's right you know the whole thing um so that was, people were already, like, telling us that we were crazy. But I would frequently, I worked at a little store, and people would frequently come in, and, um, like, one time I was the only person working, and uh, this woman, the UPS lady, was like, oh, I need someone who's at least 18 to sign here. And at that point, I was 22, and I was like, oh, I can sign for you. And um, we, were at a, we were at a show hanging out, um, at our merch table, and these ladies were like, your boyfriend's so cute. And I was like, oh, it's my husband, actually, and thinking that they would be really happy for me. And instead, they were like, are you, what? You're seriously married? And they were like, I would kill my daughter if she got married. How old are you? And I think 27's a really good age to get married. Does and your mother know where you are? Yeah, did, like, so people actually, actually were like, constant, does your mother know you're here? It was just like, like a constant judgment yeah, of your last and, time. Yeah, and like one girl was like, you don't have any kids, do you? And I'm like, what if I did? What terrible thing? Yeah, what if you did? That would be a terrible thing to say. <laughs> but, it's just funny how people's standards or, have changed. Yeah. All, most of our grandparents got married at 18 and 19, and mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't a thing. Like, on their front porch. Yeah. Like, it's stuff exactly. like that. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody. Like, not everyone should no. get married super young. But it was, yeah, just constant judgment. And so, finally, one day, I was I came home from work, and I think it was the day that some girl had been just, like, I can't believe it. Asked me if my diamond was real. Like, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> and we were like, I was like, we just need to write a song about this. <laughs> I was mistaken a day for 16 years old Yesterday a woman looked at me real cold She said, how on earth are you married? Does your mother know where you are? And the UPS man won't let me sign My name on his dotted line And I can't get into the movies without showing Yeah, 
what you're staring for. It's harder for, for girls, I feel like, or women, I feel like, because they can't grow a beard. Like, it's if you true. just if you yeah. grow a beard, exactly. Tyler, just, it. That's, I'm like, that's part of the reason. I'm like, yeah. don't shave, Tyler. You make me look older just by, like, standing next to you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. If you can yeah. grow a beard, you're good. Dude, and you don't have the little um, the little path. I can't, I can't connect. I, I can't either. Yeah. This, this is like We're talking about the, full, the way it used to be. Yeah, mustache connecting to the, the beard. beard. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that right now. Although I'm getting little... Little have, fuzzies there. Yeah, there's hope. Yeah, you have like the Orlando Bloom thing where he doesn't have that. He can't connect either. You can't. Those, so that's okay. my hope. I hang on to Orlando. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks guys for for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Well, that's the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed my chat with Jenny and Tyler. Great, great people. Uh, if you would like to check them out on the internet, if you have that. Uh, you can go to JennyandTylerMusic.com or they're on Twitter at JennyandTyler and Facebook as well. Um, so yeah, go good people doing great things in music. Uh, good people to support for sure. If you'd like to get a hold of us at the podcast, um, you can email us at our email address, which is, I'm about to tell you right now, is who writes this stuff podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at WhoWritesPod, Facebook as well. Uh, so yeah, thanks for joining us and on me for real this time. Have a good week. It only takes five minutes to rock. It only takes five minutes to rock.